Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. Uh, If you were just tuning in and haven't been with us for a couple of weeks, we have been looking at the book of Ruth in the Old Testament and we've been studying what it means to have true strength in the midst of collapse. Here in this book of the Bible, we see that the collapse is it's a social, it's a moral collapse of the society. It's, it's a cultural collapse. This is during the time of the judges, when the judges ruled in Israel. And the book of Judges describes that time as a time when everyone did as they saw fit. So there were no absolute rights or wrong, rights or wrongs. There were no, um, really just kind of no, it was a free for all. Everybody did as they saw fit. And here we see And then we're dropped into this picture, um, this account of these three people who tried to remain faithful to God and also to each other. And that showed true strength. And so we've talked about how true strength is characterized by loyalty and faithfulness. True strength is characterized by kindness. And last week we looked at how true strength is characterized by integrity. And so today we're going to finish up this book of the Bible and we're going to read the fourth chapter and we're going to see how true strength in the midst of the collapse will be characterized by protection and then blessing. And so before we jump into chapter four, we saw at the end of chapter three last week that Naomi, who we've seen from the beginning, have no hope, very bitter because of her circumstances and the things that were happening to her we see that she has hope. And we are left in chapter 3, the last verse, with her knowing that the redemption that she has probably prayed for, hoped for, is on the horizon. And so let's read chapter 4 and see how it plays out, um, how this redemption happens. Chapter 4, verse 1. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there. When the kinsman redeemer he had mentioned came along, Boaz said, Come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said, Sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the kinsman redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of thee seated here, and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me, so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth the Moabitess, you acquire the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the kinsman redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the kinsman redeemer said to Boaz, Buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech 
Kilion, and Melon. And I have acquired Ruth the Moabitess, Melon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from the town records. Today you are my witnesses. Then the elders and all those at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the house of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. Then he went to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Abimenab, Abimenab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. Okay, so we see here that there is first, there is protection. The kinsman redeemer, Boaz in this case, is able to offer protection to Naomi and Ruth. Boaz did what was needed to secure protection for these two women. He put action to his words. He went to the city gate. He sat down. He spoke. He gathered witnesses. And then he followed through. Boaz demonstrates a strong character here. I want to read from uh, Matthew Henry's concise commentary about these verses. It says, Men are ready to seize opportunities for increasing their estates but few know the value of godliness. Such are the wise men of this world whom the Lord charges with folly. They attend not to the concerns of their souls, but reject the salvation of Christ for fear of marring their inheritance. But God did Boaz the honor to bring him into the line of the Messiah, while the kinsman, who was afraid of lessening himself and marring his inheritance, has his name, family, and inheritance forgotten. So Boaz exhibited true strength in the midst of this collapse around them in that he was willing to protect Ruth and Naomi and he was willing to do what it took to complete that task. So he was the stronger of the two kinsmen. And as this commentary says, we don't, this is the last, first and last we've heard of this man and we know nothing else about him. But yet we know that Boaz is recorded throughout scripture in the genealogy of the Messiah Jesus. So that was in verses 1 through 10. Now verses 11 through 22, we see that there are two blessings that are taking place. First of all, in verses 11 and 12, we see a wedding 
blessing or a wedding prayer. The elders, the witnesses here, pray that Ruth would be fruitful to Boaz and that Boaz would have standing in the area and that he would be famous in the town. And then the second blessing we see is a birth blessing. And this is done by the women of the community of Bethlehem. First, they give praise. And then the praise is that Naomi has not been left without a kinsman redeemer. And I think that this is a foreshadowing of the ultimate kinsman redeemer, and that is Jesus, who would be famous, who would renew the lives of those who believed on him, and then he would sustain their lives. Here we see that the line of David begins. Ruth and Boaz become David's great-grandparents. We see their names mentioned in the genealogies of Jesus in Matthew 1 and in Luke chapter 3. If you want to do some more studying um, about this man Perez that they mention, I mean, his family, that's found in Genesis 38, Genesis 46, and then 1 Chronicles chapter 2. And I'll have those scripture references in the podcast notes. I want to further read from, go back to Matthew Henry's commentary and read what he think he says about these final verses here. He says that Ruth bore a son through whom thousands and myriads were born to God. And in being the lineal ancestor of Christ, she was instrumental in the happiness of all that shall be saved by him, even of us Gentiles, as well as those of Jewish descent. She was a witness for God to the Gentile world, that he had not utterly forsaken them, but that in due time they should become one of his chosen people and partake of his salvation. This prayer to God attended the marriage and praise to him attended the birth of the child. What a pity it is that pious language should not be more used among Christians, or that it should be let fall into formality. Here is the descendant of David from Ruth, and the period came when Bethlehem Judah displayed greater wonders than those in the history of Ruth. When the outcast babe of another forlorn female of the same race appeared, controlling the counsels of the Roman master of the world and drawing princes and wise men from the east with treasures of gold and frankincense and myrrh to his feet. His name shall endure forever and all nations shall call him blessed. In that seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So Boaz was Naomi and Ruth's kinsman redeemer and we can see a foreshadowing of Jesus as ours. Jesus alone can redeem, restore, protect, and bless. He is the kinsman redeemer of the world, redeeming us from the death penalty and the consequences of sin. As I thought about that, I thought, what if Ruth and Naomi had said no to Boaz? No, thank you. We are perfectly content living in poverty with no hope for sustainability for our future. What if they had said that? 
Is that not what we are basically saying when we don't seek Jesus for redemption? You know what? Jesus, I'm good. I'm perfectly content living in the poverty of my soul with no hope for the sustainability of my soul's future. Will we allow Jesus to be our kinsman redeemer? And yes, at the point of salvation, but also every day after that. To go to him with our needs when we are poor in spirit and allow him to offer to us the redemption, the restoration, the protection, and the blessing for our spirits. Just what our spirits need. I hope that we can do that. And uh, with that in mind, let's pray and ask God through the power of his Holy Spirit to help us in this area. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this book of the Bible. Thank you that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer, that he is offering to us the protection and the blessing of being in a relationship with him. And we see this through the life of Boaz and Ruth and Naomi. Thank you for their faithfulness, for their true strength in the midst of collapse and how it is a testimony to us. May we go above and beyond. May we show loyalty and faithfulness. May we show kindness. May we have integrity in all of our comings and goings. And then when it is in our power, God, may we protect those who are in the most vulnerable around us. And may we bless those who need blessing. God, enable us to do the things that you've called us to do through the power of your Holy Spirit. And none of this would be possible without Jesus being our kinsman redeemer for buying back and paying the penalty for our sin. Thank you. Thank you for him and thank you for sending him. And as we look towards Christmas and as we think about what happened here in Bethlehem, and then what will happen in Bethlehem at the birth of Christ. We hope and we wait on his coming again. Thank you. And we pray all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. I am so excited to get to come back with you next week and talk about some personal reflection on the book of Ruth and how what it's meant for me in my Christian walk. So I hope you'll join me for that. And then, yeah, we're going to camp out in Bethlehem during the Christmas season, and we're going to see what all took place in this little town and what a blessing it was for the whole world. I hope that you'll tune back in with me next week. I hope that you'll be blessed in all that you do. See you then. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps 
to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcast on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.